When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the famous sloping pitch. We have no normal sloping pitch uh, this week, but on our subscription, uh, which is uh, another slice.com forward slash famous sloping pitch. And what is it, Chris, this, this week? Well, this is, uh, this is like the first one of the subscription ones, which we're, we're putting out as, a, as like a sample, as a teaser, as a tempter for yeah. people to uh, make subscribing to the famous sloping pitch via another slice.com. Their New Year's resolution. Don't bother trying to lose weight. You know, yeah. diabetes, not such a big deal. So here is uh, uh, one of the uh, extra uh, pieces of recording that we've done for your delectation. Yeah, just so you can see what it's like. Football is many things. Unpredictable, exciting, colourful, passionate, absorbing, expensive. Venal, infuriating, exasperating, time-consuming, depressing. But one thing it most certainly is not is a level playing field. Welcome to the famous sloping pitch. And thank you, and I really mean that, thank you for supporting <laughs> the famous sloping pitch. I don't want to sound too desperate, but no, thank you. Christopher, say <laughs> thank you, won't you, to the nice ladies and gentlemen for supporting us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he could have seen his face. He looks like he's knocking out a particularly tough shit. Um, now, um, Which this... is why we don't do this on YouTube, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, this bonus discussion is available only to our subscribers. That's you. Uh, and will be one of two every month that we're going to do. And eventually we hope to offer you lots of other stuff, you know, for your support, like um, famous sloping pitch quizzes and famous sloping pitch merchandise and eventually the famous sloping pitch credit card and famous sloping pitch insurance. Uh, and possibly a firm handshake. A firm and yeah. a firm and a firm handshake. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, for now, though, it's just more inane chatter about football from two uh, old men. And the year. So, what we're going to do is we're going to look at this season by season, and I'm going to give you a clue to the season. Well, I say I'm going to. Chris is going to give you a clue to the season that we're going to focus on. Go on, Christopher. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Two little boys had two little toys. Each had a wooden horse. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're travelling back to a happier, more tolerant time when Top of the Pops could have two sex offenders on one edition. Um, <laughs> one introducing the other. Yeah, yeah. one introducing the other. <laughs> My old friend. Yeah, with Dave Lee Travis watching on. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah the season, so the season we're going to be looking at is 1969 to 1970. Uh, you know, uh, you know, people are, we were always going on about people reimagining uh, the beginning of football as being 1992-93, which is the inception of the Premier League. But yes. in fact, as probably all people of our particular age know, football actually began in 1969-70, Chris, didn't Yes, it? Uh, people of our actual age. I mean, yes, uh, we've said many times uh, that uh, the two of us belong to that accursed generation that are, are uh, just too young to have enjoyed the 1966 World Cup and have joined <laughs> <laughs> football in time for the disappointments thereafter. Uh, the, what uh, David and uh, Frank described as the years of hurt. Which yes. are uh, which are still counting, <laughs> still yeah, counting yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, but the, yeah. yeah, the sixty nine seventy season when it was and, and it was a brave, a brave uh, new era. The the turn of that decade, I remember. Uh, we'd just a man had just uh, been uh, landed on the moon in the summer of sixty nine. And uh, Prince Charles had been investigated for something. I'm not sure. There was a Prince Charles's invest investigation. Oh no, no, no! In Invest, 19- in invested, invested. Oh, invested. Right. CTS, oh, well, yes. that makes more sense. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be Prince Andrew if it was anybody. And he'd have, <laughs> yeah, he'd have only been about twelve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, you're never too never too uh, young to start. But um, yeah. So. The- <laughs> Yeah, you are. <laughs> but I was going to say because therefore his victims would have been like two. Anyway, yeah. let's leave he, the whole thing. Oh, alone. Let's, let's, let's not go there because he, he was already not a sweaty kid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes. So, but from a football point of view, of course, the uh, 69-70 season is most famous for uh, the uh, FA Cup final, the Chelsea Leeds final, and rightly so. It is. But other things that occurred, we'll come to the cup final shortly. But other uh, Everton won that one. The, but Chris, uh, yeah. are we, we're going to leave the World Cup alone, aren't we? We'll do that as a we'll, separate. Yeah, thing, well, well sixty nine seventy was was uh, as in my recollection a feverish build up to the World Cup. There were a lot of <laughs> yes, a lot of uh, yeah. uh, um, uh, memorabilia and um, oh and, yes, you yes. know, pull out full color pull out magazine things. Yeah, yeah. Um, to to uh, pick up, but in in the in the uh, in the league season when people were trying to catch Alf Ramsey's for that uh, summer adventure. Yes. Um, Everton were the league champions quite, by quite a margin, actually. Weren't they? they won the league with 66 points, which doesn't sound a lot, but there were only two for a win in those days. Yes, there were. And, and also, thing, uh, uh, when two teams were neck and neck, things were still being decided by goal average rather than goal difference uh, in 6970, yeah. which is a, a throwback thing, um, which involved a lot more a lot more maths yeah. <laughs> than, yeah, yeah. Than, uh, than most people were capable of. And yeah. I, re- I remember when uh, goal average changed to... Um, 
goal difference. So when we saw, we used to talk to uh, our friend Rob, who's the Hearts mm. fan, and yeah. Hearts having missed out on one thing because of goal average, and then immediately missed out when they changed to goal difference, missed yeah, yeah. out on, uh, on on the thing, uh, winning Both something because of that. League, yeah. Well, league titles, both of yeah, them, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, 1966 and 1986, I think it was, yeah, something like yeah. that. So they, yeah. Yes, they... Uh, uh, but yeah, so there were nine points ahead, uh, Everton, of Leeds, who were the previous champions. Um, yeah. Chelsea were third, and uh, Derby County, newly promoted under Brian Clough, uh, were fourth. And uh, an interesting sort of little anomaly that came up looking at this, that they should have qualified for a thing called the Intercity Fairs Cup, which was a yes. thing then, yes. um, but were actually banned because of some financial irregularities, um, some season ticket money anomalies and dodgy payments to Dave Mackay, who was the previous season's joint footballer of the year, with Tony Book, you remember. Oh. But... Um, but yeah, uh, uh, they were banned from a uh, European competition over an amount of about three thousand pounds, something like really? that. I mean, compared to compared to what uh, you know the the Manchester City law ongoing case, yeah, or, 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 in, or indeed Barcelona, you know, just just yeah, at the yeah. moment as well, just uh, yeah, horrific yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so that yeah, so the three teams below Derby, you, you, you know, the thing of uh, how how desperate teams are nowadays to finish fourth, and Derby finished fourth the first time they came up when they were yeah. first promoted, um, but the three teams below them qualified for this fair's cup: Liverpool, Coventry, and and Newcastle. But somehow they weren't banned Derby from the Watney Cup, <laughs> which so they qualified <laughs> for that instead. How how? How would that have happened? That they could be banned from European football for you know brown envelope payments to Dave Mackay, but not from the Watney Cup. <laughs> well, Seems so yeah, yeah, I think a brewery is a, a, a far more forgiving environment. I uh, suppose. Than, than I suppose. But uh, if they had been banned from the Watney Cup, you know who'd have gone into the Watney Cup? Us. Yes. Stoke City Football Club. Yeah, because yes. we finished level with Manchester United, didn't we? And yeah. uh, and they qualified for something as well. They, didn't they, they qualified for the Watney Cup and lost in the final to Derby. But uh, um, yeah, but it was Stoke were the next cab off the rank if Derby had been justly punished. <laughs> oh, do you know what? That, that just feels like my the name of my uh, uh, autobiography. The next cab off the rank, <laughs> but still waiting. <laughs> yeah. Subtitle, subtitle, the ongoing Watney Cup disappointment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although we won the Watney Cup uh, uh, later on, but we'll, we'll, we'll come to that. We, we will come to that when we come to the, the years the in which Cup, that happened. <laughs> yeah, the Watney Cup years, as I like <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, so just to briefly run, run through the uh, other things of note of that in that season, um, Sunderland and Sheffield Wednesday relegated and Huddersfield and Blackpool uh, came up to the first division. Uh, Orient won the third division, which was then called the third division, <laughs> as, it, <laughs> yes. as it bloody should be. Uh, Chesterfield won the fourth division. And uh, Bradford Park Avenue, remember Bradford Park Avenue were a league team until this point when they got uh, they lost... Uh, the re-election uh, lottery and were replaced by Cambridge, Cambridge yes. United. Now, for younger uh, listeners, you know, we need to explain re-election. <laughs> Although, actually, probably need to explain it anyway because nobody, nobody really knew what it meant. Yeah, well, um, what happened was the, the bottom four teams of yeah. the fourth division um, would be up for uh, re-election by the rest of the league, uh, along with... Um, you know, hopefuls from non-league. And uh, the way that non-league clubs would catch the eye uh, was by having a good run in the cup or by winning the 
the Northern Premier League or the Southern League, the Isthmian League or whatever, by a mile and having a, you know, having a good setup. And Bradford Park Avenue were, were sort of, had been limping along for several, several seasons. And uh, their, their time came, their time came to, uh, to uh, to make the drop, um, but the, one of the anomalies of the re-election system was that it wasn't always the bottom team that that was uh, that missed out, you know. As, uh, well, that, well, and and also, it wasn't necessarily anybody that went out of the league, was it? There'd be there'd be many many years. That, oh, that, many that, years, that, yes. Yeah. And Oldham at that time, my team were were uh, like perennially in the in and around the re-election yeah. uh, picture, as they were in in this season. They just um, had a had a better second half of the season and finished two points above above that that uh, drop zone. But I think we always felt quite secure in the re-election thing because we were quite close to Manchester and quite easy to get to. Yeah, well, that, that's why Crew were always uh, re-elected. They yes. they could finish. They they didn't need to even put a team out because they had such good railway links that uh, people were very happy for them to stay. To well, stay yeah, it's a league. railway town, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it and is. Um, yeah, and in other things that happened in that uh, season, Manchester City won the League Cup. Uh, beating West Brom, and they also won the Cup Winners' Cup, and they beat Gornick. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it my way, Gornick Zarb, which is the way, <laughs> which is the way I've always thought it was until you pointed out there's another Z in it. There's another Z in it. I, I mean, uh, I always remember from from this era, uh, commentators describing this Polish team as Gornick Zabrizi. Yeah. Um, uh, whether that's right or not. Um, I I don't know because commentators have a have a, a spotty record of, of pronouncing well, foreign teams correctly, well, and certainly in that era when when yeah. uh, you know they they could just make up uh, yeah. the pronunciation of a team and it would stay like like of course um, uh, the just on the very cusp of greatness uh, uh, Ajax team Ajax of Amsterdam <laughs> um, yes. of the mighty Ajax <laughs> named after the warrior. Ajax, named after the cleaning product, Ajax. (laughs) But yes, uh, but have have been, you know, subsequently uh, more wokely uh, pronounced as Ajax, haven't they? But uh, other clubs, other clubs haven't haven't um, uh, managed to escape their anglified pronunciation. Yes, exactly. I mean, I've always. Reminded her that uh, Galatasaray, the Turkish champions, yeah. are, are pronounced Galatasaray, actually. Uh, <laughs> right. So, yeah. but um, and as as we were saying earlier, um, Paris, Paris Saint Germain, the uh, the French, they not not content with describing them as the Frenchmen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. as they always yeah. would uh, and uh, still yeah. do to this day the same and Bayern Munich and you think well yeah. if you go, go, go make the effort to say Bayern at least say München which is yes. what they're called yes. <laughs> uh, but then for those of us who, who live in North Staffordshire that's me um, uh, <laughs> you only have to go to Euston and hear the announcements of, of the stops for the train and they will say Alsager when it's Alsager you know, yes. so it's not just these big football clubs that suffer. Uh, even the lovely South Cheshire hamlet of Alsager, Alsager, uh, <laughs> can suffer too. <laughs> I'll say so. Yes, <laughs> but um, and now the Intercity Fairs Cup, uh, the English clubs had a bit of a lock on in those days, didn't they? And Arsenal won it this year uh, against uh, Anderlecht, and uh, Feyenoord 
uh, of uh, Rotterdam yes. beat Celtic in the European Cup final, and Celtic having beaten Leeds in what was uh, what was described as. The uh, Battle of Britain. The Battle of Britain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. It's always got to be that. Yeah. Now, I, we should um, uh, just uh, quickly glance at what Oldham and Stoke were up to in that, yeah, yeah. In that um, season. I mentioned that, uh, that Oldham were in Division 4 uh, and uh, down the bottom, uh, flirting as... as <laughs> the idea of flirting with clubs to gain re-election is, <laughs> is kind of horrible, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, we uh, changed managers halfway through the season, um, and I, I was I was only um, vaguely aware in those days because we we moved away from Oldham when I was very little, but I, I sort of clung to an attachment uh, to this day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we changed to Jimmy Frizzle halfway through the season, like right at the beginning of of 1970 and Jimmy Frizzle is the first manager I remember as uh, as an Oldham uh, supporter and he was still the manager in 1982 he had a 12 year a 12 year run um but at the time he was he was completely untried he was a player a player manager I think to begin with and then retired from playing um Partly because you know the thing when players take over as as managers, that it's sometimes difficult for them to separate themselves from the the uh, to create a new social dynamic. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With players that they've played with, yeah. and one of Jimmy Frizzle's great uh, strengths, I think, was that he managed to do that. And one of the things he did immediately, as soon as he took over, was he dropped. Uh, Ray Wilson, who was England's World Cup winning left back, who oh, was playing out his playing out the end of his career at, at Oldham. Bad news for football, but good news, of course, for undertaking, um, because <laughs> yeah, was, yes. he was an undertaker, I believe. He became an undertaker, I think, yeah. uh, in a, in in the dark days of depression from being yeah. dropped <laughs> by Jimmy Frizzle, <laughs> uh, hoping, that, hoping that Jimmy Frizzle would come one day his slab. <laughs> yes, exactly. One day, Jimmy, I'll see you again. Yeah, <laughs> in a professional context. Capacity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and he replaced him with uh, Morris Whittle, who was uh, who went on to be uh, something of a, a club hero for the next few years, um, and was a dead ball expert and and had very seventies hair, whereas Ray Wilson was a bit of a fifties throwback. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, and he and and he bought uh, he brought in Jim Fryatt, who was a terrifying centre forward, who uh, possessed then I don't know if he still does. It seems unlikely all these records go, don't they? But he 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 was the scorer of the fastest ever goal in something like four point one seconds uh, right. for Tranmere Rovers in the in the sixties. But anyway, um, and Stoke, what was well, Stoke up to? I, I mean, I'm, I'm just actually just listening to you talking about Alden there, you know, and that, and those names like Jimmy Frizzle, you know, Ray Wilson, obviously is is, is a famous name. What was your Fryat man's first name? Jim Fryat. Jim yeah. Fryat, and it, it all to me look like captions underneath a black and white photograph yeah, is, well, is yes, how absolutely. they feel. Um, well, they had the thing, didn't they, that footballers had, uh, you know, in in that, that day. And even if you look at their photographs now, they all, even when they were in their 20s, they looked yeah. 40. Yeah, yeah, look yeah. at Jimmy Greaves. Jimmy Greaves was never a young man, never looked like a young man. Yeah. He always looked like a, a, a proper grown-up with brill-creamed hair and, you know, like a... And film stars the same. You know, I think it's partly that they came out of the uh, out of years of austerity and... Well, and, and, and national and service, of and course, service, is, is, yeah. is, is what they've done. I mean, the only time Jimmy Greaves ever looked like a young man was, was in his drinking years 
years when he when he grew that sort of Zapata uh, moustache, if you remember, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at the end of his his West Ham time. Um, Stoke were well. Actually, I was I, this season, Chris. For me, is is just poking my head out of the dark ages. In, mm. in that, I could really pontificate and hopefully won't have to about seasons after this. But this season is still just about my, you know, I'm just starting. Yeah, I'm just yeah. starting to well, get involved. Well, this is why we've gone back to it, 96 yeah, yeah, because exactly it was basically so. the first season that I was interested yeah, in football. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you ask me uh, about Stoke then, I, the, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, Tony Waddington. Of course. being the manager because it, it was a time I, I, I think it was this it's not just the fact that you know they're the first ones that we remember it was a time of great managers who were in charge of of clubs for long uh, stretches of time uh, and were firmly entrenched uh, entrenched and you know and deserve statues outside the various stadia and stuff like uh, uh, busby had just retired hadn't he matt yeah, busby yeah. had just retired in the summer of 69 but there was harry catterick who won the league with everton there was joe yeah. mercer who won things with city that season yeah, yeah. there was don Reevy who was the runner up in everything apart yeah, from the yeah. charity uh, shoes uh, uh, bates at southampton uh, yeah, and uh, Sexton at Chelsea, and Bertie Mee at Arsenal, and Bill Nicholson. Joe, Bill Nicholson, exactly at Spurs. Was it Joe Harvey at Newcastle? Yeah, Joe Harvey at Newcastle. Ron Greenwood at West Ham. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, and Tony Waddington was right uh, right in that category, wasn't he? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Tony was was manager for you know well, getting on for twenty years, not quite twenty years, but uh, yeah. So I, I, a bit weird for me. I don't. Actually, I'm going to carry on that theme because not only were they set in stone, because it was when I first got involved, I always think of them kind of still as being (laughs) still really should be managing those teams. And in the same way that that, because I was young, you know, if somebody said name a golfer, it would be Tony Jacklin. Tony Jacklin. Because yes. he won, you know, or, you know, or name uh, name a, uh, a weightlifter, Precious McKenzie, you know, <laughs> name an athlete, David Emery. You know, they're yeah. all, they're, they're all sort of kind of stuck as as the the, the ones to be knocked off their perches, uh, to use a Ferguson phrase. Well, they are. And, and also because that was the first season that I remember um, having the, the, the league ladders with the tabs in. Yeah. Then those where the clubs were in that season. When you say tabs, you don't mean cigarettes. Clearly, we, I don't we know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> Imagine having league ladders <laughs> and sticking fag ends in them. That yeah. would be that would be fun. But yeah. um, <laughs> you'd have to make the slots wider. It yeah, would, oh, yeah. Did all of that. Yeah. But no, what I was saying was because of because of that and being so. Uh, intensely drawn into it like for the first time Uh, that's where I still feel like clubs belong where they were that season yeah, you know, yeah. Where they were that, around that time, and I still feel like you know Sheffield Wednesday, for instance, were relegated from the the first division, but I still feel like they're a first division club. Yeah. And Huddersfield and Blackpool came up, and I still feel like they're first division club, but they're the newcomers, you know. Yeah, still. yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and even when they you know when they returned, yeah, they you know they were. But there's, a, but there's, a, there's a sense, isn't there, that 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 when you first get into it, you know, you have to learn 
the names of the clubs and their grounds and their manager and their uh, nicknames, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it seems a bit of it's it seems a bit unfair that that like it's like somebody telling you the next year no no the alphabet's changed you know, so <laughs> i've just i've only just bloody learned the fucking thing you know? <laughs> um, but there is definitely that feeling of um you know this 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 is the original setup and everything afterwards is a slight um um watering down well like. yeah i mean i you know of the uh, famous sloping pitch of course that's our mission statement isn't it that yeah, well, everything yeah. that has changed since we started watching yeah. football has made it a little bit more shit and you yeah. know this is where it was you know at its peak unshittiness when we're yes. looking at it now in well, 6970 Perfection, like a mother's love, is what yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We should, uh, yeah, we should get onto um, the uh, uh, the actual, you know, the actual football. I, I watched some just uh, before we were talking about this. I watched some 1960, 970 uh, compilation things on YouTube, which are quite they're quite um, good fun to watch still, and they're still I still know these. People, you know, these players, I can still recognize them yeah, without yeah. the commentator telling me who they are, kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. And uh, I watched some highlights of uh, what was a key game of that season was Everton against Leeds, because Everton were the uh, were top of the league, Leeds were the champions and, and ch- chasing them. And this was maybe the one of the key games that won Everton the league, and Everton won 3 uh, 2. And the thing that you notice watching it, it was in. Uh, in black and white, the footage that I was watching. Um, and there seems to be an awful lot of strolling around in the midfield. The game yeah. seems so, there, there seems to be so much space yeah. in, wasn't, wasn't in midfield. That, uh, was that not George Graham's nickname? Stroller, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it was, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I think, um, uh, I was, I was just reading Andy Hamilton's book and, uh, they used to, Chelsea used to sing Strolling, you know, when, <laughs> uh, and uh, at a time when George Graham was playing for them, I think. But, yeah. um, yeah, there's nothing like remotely uh, resembling the pressing that people demand now, that crowds, crowds yeah. nowadays demand that the midfield players are shut down, you know, come yeah. on, you yeah. know, get stuck in, all this, you yeah. know, but uh, there was a, there's a point, uh, Colin Harvey who was a brilliant uh, midfielder at the time. They had a, a whole Trinity, didn't they? They did. Uh, Harvey, Candle and Ball, yeah. And Ball, yes. And Harvey just would get the ball and have, you know, 20 yards either side of him to look up and (laughs) and then I'll I'll run forward a bit and then I'll stop and look again and then I'll play the pass that leads to the the chance kind of thing. Yeah. And and Harvey scored a really good goal in that game. Everton went 3-0 up and then Leeds had scored two and, and, and came back and were pressing at the end. But Harvey scores I'm, I'm a really... Thinking, I'm thinking they cheated in some way. Yeah, <laughs> because that's instinctively what I feel. But go on. Sorry. But, yeah, Harvey's yeah, no, Harvey yeah, yeah. scores a really brilliant goal. And the thing, you know, is, is, is one player, I think Johnny Morrissey crosses, passes it to him. Johnny Morrissey runs up, they shake hands, and they, they drop <laughs> back to the centre circle. Yes, you yeah. don't see any of the teammates. There's no bundle. There's no, no uh, yeah. you know, pretending to throw darts into a target or yeah. um, or a, a bow, a mime a bow and arrow or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I did these days, it, 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 
it can be two, three, four minutes, can't it, of celebrating? Of, of uh, yes, uh, of, yeah. of rehearsed yeah. celebration. Well, and, and I, I'm starting to think I, uh, there's going to come a time when a golf buggy is going to be used. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that time, wasn't there, where Mikel Antonio did a little dance, dirty dancing thing with a cardboard cutout of himself. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> that, I think that's, that's the current uh, sort of apex, I think. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Nadia, whichever yeah. one. Well, yes, exactly. But, Another thing that you notice, um, looking at this, uh, is Goodison Park in those days was uh, there was a, like a waist high white plain white brick wall around along the touchline with people right up to the right up to the touchline, uh, but no advertising on it at all. And yeah. I, I, I've looked at some footage of other games, and it wasn't that advertising hadn't started yet. Because it had, there's adverts for Bovril uh, and you know Johnston's paints yeah. at, at Scunthorpe or whatever, and some of the other footage. But um, the Everton one somehow was just a pristine arena. It was really kind of aesthetically very pleasing to watch the yeah. football happening in it. Yeah. And the only markings on this white wall were the A to Z of uh, that they were going to hang the half-time scores next to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although, you know, the funny thing is that there, around that time in Liverpool, there was a massive market for waist-high white walls. Um, <laughs> and so just by being there, it had done its job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and another thing I noticed watching footage from 69-70 is a phrase that you hear a lot from the commentary is, and you really, you hear it a lot, is, oh, that's a terrible mistake from Gary Sprake. <laughs> and you really hear it all the time. And in the cup final, Sprake dives completely over the ball for Chelsea's first uh, equaliser. And then uh, in the summer, uh, we'll come to this another day, but Bonetti dives right over a Franz Beckenbauer shot in uh, in Mexico, doesn't he? And, uh, and uh, these are a couple of the very first games I ever saw. And it took me quite a while to realise that normally goalkeepers don't just dive right over the ball. It doesn't normally happen. It seemed to be like an everyday occurrence in 1970. But, but, but you know what? It, it, isn't that funny? Because because obviously the Sprake thing was, uh, you know, well documented even at the time and, and certainly been documented since. Yeah. But, but the idea, a bit like... Like we were saying about the loyalty and how people kept their managers and kept their players. It was like they they couldn't think how this could stop. And now it would be, well, you get another goalkeeper in. But no, yeah. no, 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 no. You don't do that. You don't do that. You stick with your man. Ian McFall at, at Newcastle was also a, you know, potentially brilliant, but mostly uh, yeah. dubious goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I remember when uh, Reevy dropped Sprake and brought in David Harvey, and that was like a seismic sort of Well, it was for the shock. cup final in 72, I think, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. yeah I yeah. was about that time, yeah. And Sprake, and Sprake had been on Borrowed time for so long. <laughs> I mean, in the, just in the in the little compilation I watched, uh, there were other things. Uh, Ron Yates scored a goal, and the commentator goes, "Oh, that just went straight through Gary Sprake's legs." <laughs> and, and George Best put a goal past him. And went, oh well, Sprake just dived the wrong way. <laughs> dived the wrong way. Dived the wrong way. Talking of George Best, of course, George Best was in his in in, in the latter part of his pomp in sixty nine seventy, and he. Um, Playing for Wilf McGuinness 
of course. Yeah, it's given that Busby had retired. And this was the season he got six against Northampton. And that was another game that was in this uh, YouTube thing I watched. And the sixth goal of that is, is an, a remarkable thing where he gets the ball and runs just in a straight line and sends a defender away from him just with like a, a like a, a glance or a little sh- shift of his. But basically, when you look at it, he runs almost and he puts the keeper on his ass and just runs past him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Just without without dribbling from side to side, you know, yeah. without without uh, slaloming past these people, he just yeah. sends them. And well, it's an amazing thing, really. Well, and, that, and those six goals against Northampton, of course, people go, oh, it's only Northampton. Northampton had been in the, in the first division two years earlier, three sixties in the mid sixties. They, they yeah. did the thing, didn't they, of going up four divisions and then up from the fourth to the first and then straight back down again. They did the grand old Duke of York thing, apart from the other stuff that the Duke of York's done since then. <laughs> <laughs> just the going up the hill and back down again. Well, no, they did that. They did it all without breaking into a sweat. That's the, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. <laughs> and yeah, and I, just before we we'll come to the cut file in a moment. But another thing from 1970 that was when we were first getting into football. One of the things that and it, and it's it, it hurts a little looking back to see how how brilliantly this worked for the people who did it. But was uh, the memorabilia thing? Oh, the yeah. you know the free thing that with petrol the ESO World Cup coins with with petrol um, and the bubble gum cards. Do you remember the, the, getting those? Yeah, yeah, of course. Where the, where the, the very unsatisfactory bit of bubble gum in, the, in there yeah, 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 that, yeah. that you, would even, you would throw away rather than even... Well, and, 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 and subsequently, of course, they just gave up with the bubble gum and now you just, and now you just buy the, the cards. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. Well, there was yeah. Panini World Cup stickers I remember for 1970. I remember having some of. And I remember being in, enchanted by that. Uh, World Cup, which we will come to, but uh, of uh, oh, 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 there was a player in the World Cup called Mordecai Spiegler, and I remember <laughs> loving that who played for Israel. I yeah. remember being very and having several of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the ESO the thing was the was the apotheosis of this thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, just very quickly on the World Cup stickers, and we'll, we'll do the World Cup separately. But we're talking about memorabilia here. Is that I found my World Cup? I mean, they were called Soccer Stars later, but this this was a different thing. Cause yeah, there was the a different Cup. publisher. The yeah, Panini, yeah. Panini did the Panini, World Cup. Yeah, yeah. And I think FK was a, uh, was another company that did Soccer Stars. Quite, yeah, quite. Yeah, but but I found my. I've thrown them all away now, but I found my uh, 1970 uh, World Cup sticker book. When you say yeah. sticker, actually, they didn't stick. You had to put glue on them, if I remember rightly. Yes, yeah, uh, and, yeah. and, and, and At the top part. Anyway, uh, but I found I did something awful, Chris. And I'm going to say this now. I'm going to, uh, it's time. I need to let it go. I found that I'd sent the back page bit out where you could, where you could buy particular uh-huh. ones that you hadn't got, which, of course, later in life, you know, would have been the, the very definition of, of cheating. Of, of, of cheating, know. yeah. Yeah, Well, yeah. now you can buy them all. You can buy them all off uh, eBay. I yeah. mean, I... I um, yeah, I'm not still collecting. <laughs> no, no, the World Cup coins, the, SO, the, the little plasticky things that were like milk tokens. Did you ever have milk tokens? Yeah, yeah. My bad, yeah. And uh, they, 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 it felt like if you dropped a bunch of them, it ought to sound like money, but it never did. It always sounded very plasticky. And uh, my grandfather used to collect them for me and get them uh, off blokes from work. And there was an SO station down the road from where he, he lived. And my dad would sometimes get them, but he'd forget... You know, unless I was actually in the car with him, checking the petrol gauge every time yeah. an SO station hoped interview. But I still have them, and I had them loose 
because I thought you wouldn't get I wouldn't get the the card to stick them in until I had them all and then I could do them all. So I never I never did that. Uh but I have several times in recent years looked at these things on eBay and thought, you know, I could do that now. <laughs> Fifty three years Which, later. That's one you know that's one of the things about being a grown up. You can yeah, do those things. I can do this thing now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never got the whole set. I, the problem I remember was I, always, I, I had too many Paul Reedies. Yeah, well, <laughs> I did, I to, and so did Don Reavy, to be fair, <laughs> uh, which is why I bought Trevor Cherry. Um, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, but, he was an estimable player, Paul yeah, Reedy. Yeah, yes, he was. Uh, and then, and then, of course, uh, you know, it's, it's, it was such a success, of course, that then Esso went on uh, subsequently to produce Squelchers, which were, were great. <laughs> yeah. That was a, a season later, and. and uh, and one that you, I don't think you remembered, but I remember very well, was the Cleveland uh, garages uh, that right. had that had uh, these heads. Uh, yeah. These, uh, but it turns out, and I'd I'd forgotten this, that it was a, 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 a sort of a notional Great Britain squad chosen yeah. by Joe Mercer, which I think right. is is. Two bits of information too much um, for collecting something. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, I think, I think, as I said, the, the SO World Cup coin thing was such uh, was so absorbing, and I, you know, everybody I knew had a, a pockets plastically rattling with these things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I think the other the, the subsequent years were filled with petrol giveaways that weren't quite as pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, do do you not think you know? And, and 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 I don't want to get involved in a political argument here, but if the big petrol companies, the petro, the petrodollar companies, yeah. wanted to argue with just stop oil, uh, bringing back football memorabilia for buying petrol <laughs> would give the shot in the arm. I think that the petrochemical uh, business needs. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, just talking about World Cup coins. I remember in 1990 going into an Esso station when there, there were there was uh, 15 English uh, coins and 15 Scotland coins in 1990. Uh, going with our friend uh, Panda, who's a, who's very fond of Chris Waddle, and uh, emptying that particular pe- petrol station of all the Chris Waddles that they had. They had a little rack with all the that you oh, could go and do oh, swap. You could choose, could you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, this was t- towards the end of the promotion, and and getting all of the Chris. Waddles and he had all the Chris Waddles in the in the card and he's a Sheffield Wednesday supporter but Chris Waddle wasn't a Sheffield Wednesday player yet he just liked him and yeah. so imagine the day when Chris Waddle signed for Sheffield Wednesday and he had this this card with all the Chris Waddles in it already yeah <laughs> Well, that, anyway. that, and that, of course, was the Great World Cup where you could collect um, all of the players because uh, they had nobody from Arsenal or Manchester United in the squad, <laughs> did they? If I remember rightly, I uh, think they had, no, but I think they had uh, coins of uh, Tony uh, Adams and David Rocastle. Yeah, I think. And was, but was <laughs> Paul think. Parker at United? No, I don't think he. No, anyway, sure whatever, yeah, no. whatever. Let's let's go into the cup final because I know that uh, like a. Well, then it's, thing it's for you. the big thing, isn't it, yeah. of that of that year? I mean, and for a number of, of reasons. I mean, I I myself never had uh, the Bobby Robson moment. You know, the the quote of his about the young lad going to the game with his dad, climbing the steps, seeing seeing the green of the pitch, and hearing the crowd for the first time, and falling in love in that moment. Yeah. And yeah. I know people who have, uh, but for me. You know, I I fell in love with it with the game on the television, and I can't remember how how come I was on my own to watch watch this. I mean, my, I, it was the, the FA Cup final replay: Chelsea against Leeds. The first game had been two two at Wembley, and for some reason, 
there was no one else uh, watching uh, available to watch the television. I think my, maybe my sisters were at guides or something like that, um, or brownies, whatever, whichever it was. Yeah. Uh, and I think my, because the game was on BBC and ITV, uh, there was no Coronation Street, so my mother wasn't just wasn't interested in. It. I was sulking about the television, probably. <laughs> just, I'm going to read a book then. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're going to do this to me, but uh, but yeah, and and maybe if Corrie had been on, I'd be a different person now, you know. But the the replay that replay It'd be a landlord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, yes, I know, I know, a bit of the Rovers' return. But yeah, the the replay had, and I, I just looking looking back at it now, I didn't realise this until recently, until we started looking at this. Um, that the replay had the largest television audience for a live sporting event, bar the nineteen sixty six World Cup final, uh, and until the Euro twenty twenty final, and it, it's it's still top three. You know, yeah. and twenty eight point nine million people watched it on BBC, and another four million on ITV, which is a bit of a put down for, for them. But you just wonder why they've carried on doing it because yeah. they always get absolutely trapped. They always get pasted, don't they? And the yeah. BBC coverage started half an hour early, and the ITV coverage started only fifteen minutes early, and then there was adverts, and so people you just switch yeah. to BBC. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. So Kenneth Wollstonehome did the commentary on BBC, and. Uh, Brian Moore on ITV. And there's an interesting little story I read that uh, ITV just lost large portions of the game, of the footage that they had of the game. And they wanted to bring out a, uh, an anniversary VHS and had to get Brian Moore to re-record his commentary over the BBC pictures <laughs> to fill in the gaps, which is about as naff as you can, <laughs> as you can get. But still. I mean, uh, when, when, when was that? Was that quite recently? Uh, you, no, it was shortly after. I think. I mean, I mean maybe ten uh, years after or something oh, like okay, that. It was, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Because I just, I just imagine, you know, if if you you you, you, you had modern sensibilities and you, you yeah. have to commentate on that game, you just kind of spend the whole time going, "Oh fucking hell!" <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah, whether yes, whether yeah. your attitude, yeah, his attitude would have changed. Well, yeah. Brian Brian Moore, as we know, uh, was an absolute sort of uh, master at. Uh, commentating and making it sound like, you know, not like they do now where they, they, they do spoilers, you know, because yeah. Brian, Brian Moore came, uh, I don't think you were there that day. When we did the cup final bit of Bostock's cup, Brian yeah. Moore came and did the commentary over the, over the re-edited footage that we'd done, which was some yes. of the 73 cup final and some of us, uh, larking about an older yeah. shot. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, but he was just, uh, breathtakingly good. At that, and did it, did it first time, and did, every, did got all the beats that you wanted him to do, got all the jokes that you wanted him to do. I mean, yeah. there's one where where we had him, we wanted him to say, and he did this perfectly. So I'm just doing an impression of him doing it. But um, Jack Charlton said earlier on, "Where is Bostock? Well, he knows now. It's near." Um, well, the boy, the Bostock boys have put Bostock on the map today, <laughs> <laughs> and just and perfectly, you know, lost himself in a bit of uh, yes. comment, commentator misstep and did it just uh, absolutely oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. but anyway, yeah. So uh, it was. Um, imagine, you know, the contrast couldn't be starker with today. The the cup final and the replay were the only live games on that yep. whole that whole season. And uh, just compare, you know, now I have, during the Qatar World Cup, watched four games in a day. 
yeah. and yeah. it was it was just and so when I watched that replay, I had I hadn't seen the first game. I don't think, or I hadn't seen all of it. It was the first game I saw live all the way through, and that was that. That was it for me. Then I was lost, <laughs> and and you know I had a. a, a it, it, because of the because of the cup final that it was the the, the soft southerners against the tough uncompromising northerners. Although Chelsea were dirty oh, bunch yes. as well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but because it was you know, and I was in the north, and it was a north south thing, yeah. and there the, the, the felt like a, a great north south divide when I was young. Um, you know, and the and the, uh, the politically the same. You know, with Harold Wilson was a Yorkshireman for the yeah, yeah, yeah. Labour Prime Minister, and his rival was Edward Heath, who was the poshest man who has ever lived. Yes, yes, who, <laughs> from who, who, Broadstairs who, who, or somewhere. Yes, and and uh, yes, and who sailed yachts, yachts, and yes, was exactly. a confirmed bachelor, uh, yeah, uh, yes. and, and all of those. Which things, is a thing yeah. that you you know even then you put in inverted commas, didn't you? Yes, <laughs> so. yes, yes. Well, you know that cut that cut fine. That the, those viewing figures are amazing, and. I as I say, this is like I'm just starting to glimpse the light of football uh, this season. Yeah. But that image of David Webb climbing at the back post on somebody's back before putting yeah. uh, putting the ball in is is one of a really strong image in my mind. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, and I must have been very aware of that in the newspapers, uh, you know, at the time because that yeah. that was the picture, wasn't it, of him yes, just, yes. Just leaning right. in and and it was and, a, a long throw from. Uh, Hutchinson was a long throw specialist, wasn't he? he? Was, yes, he was. And uh, and it was nodded on at the near post by a defender, yes. and and then uh, fell perfectly for Webb to just sort of yes. barge it in at the far post. And, and, and didn't didn't you tell me about Osgood's goal? Tell me oh yeah, well, the, Osgood's the Chelsea's first uh, Chelsea's equaliser was a, a diving header by Osgood, and he was all on his own in the middle of the area. And Charlton was, but Jack Charlton was supposed to be marking him, and had apparently gone on a mission. To Crocky and Hutchinson for for some for some as revenge for some uh, earlier, earlier incident, yeah, 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 yeah. and so it was completely out of position because he was just trying to he was just trying to foul somebody else, yeah, 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 which yeah. I think is a great. Jack Charlton is a, is a spectacular player in that game and in the first game as well, because you've never I never quite understood why Jack Charlton's shorts were so big. I mean, Jack Charlton's Jack Charlton wore shorts. The way that you know Henry the Eighth would wear them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and when he uh, and, and then he had this this long thin body and his shirt was quite tight, and so you know he's he was always called giraffe, wasn't he? Because he had a because you know, he had a bit of a long neck, not as long as a giraffe, but as long neck. No, but but he did r- roughly have the shape of a giraffe. Just if you imagine his shorts being where the giraffe's body is, and then yeah. his torso and upwards being the giraffe's neck. He did look like that. Oh, I, th- I thought he was called giraffe because he had a big heart. Oh, That's yeah. That's a shame, isn't it? That's it a is. shame I got that wrong. Because um, so- <laughs> <laughs> he had two little horns sticking out the top of his head. Yes. Cause he, yes. Yeah, because he had... And nobody knew what they were for. He had um, oddly patterned birthmarks all over his body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to come back uh, to the to the World Cup and and uh, we'll do that sometime. I'm not going to let you know just now. Uh, and we're going to pick another year for, for our next uh, episode uh, for, for you, our lovely subscribers. Say thank you again. Chris. Hey, yep. There you go. <laughs> Isn't he a charmer? He is a charmer. He's ever so good when he's at home. Yeah. Um, well, no, I'd like to I'd like to say just before uh we close that, you know, um 
I'm all a tremble, you know, and perhaps, perhaps it's the battle's noise, but perhaps it's just that I remember when we were two little boys. Two little boys. Oh, lovely. Well, that's uh, nearly all for today, but stay tuned for a little bonus, bonus segment with the wonderful Andy Hamilton, author of Blue Was the Colour. Now, if we are looking at the 69-70 season and the infamous, as it's become, cup final, we really would benefit from the input of the author of Blue Was the Colour, Chelsea fan Andy Hamilton, who I believe you went to the games, did you, Andy? Did you go to both games went, or one of them? No, I went to both. Uh, I was <laughs> at Wembley, um, not with a very good view because the terraces at Wembley were very wide, so you could get two-person people on a step and I had some big geezer in front of me um, that even on my stool I had a stool I was struggling but um, but that game was uh, it was dramatic but kind of forgettable because the horse of the year show had been yeah. there the week before and the pitch was fundamentally a beach I mean actually the players managed to conjure up some remarkably good football in the circumstances, but the replay I went to, I bunked off school. I got my mum to write me a note. So that I, um, and he's going to the FA Cup final replay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Mum says I was too sick to go to school tomorrow. Yeah. Dear no. sir, love mum. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no it, was a, it, was a re- it was a retrospective note. It said Andy was off yesterday because he had a bit of a cold. Yeah. Um, and my problem was that the deputy headmaster, who was basically, uh, he was, he was, he, he, he spotted everything. He knew everything. He was a very bright <laughs> man. So he stopped me in the corridor and he said, um, oh, how are you, Hamilton? I heard you, you, you were off sick yesterday. And I knew he knew. So I said, oh, yes. He said, was it one of those 24-hour bug things? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I think it must have been, sir. And then he said, um, did them and did you find the Manchester Air a suitable tonic? And <laughs> and I knew this was a trap, so I just said, um, "I'm really sorry, sir. I, I don't know what you're talking about." And he leant into me and very quietly he said, "Don't push it." <laughs> and then he walked off. Um, but yeah, I was, I, I was there. What a, what a great time when teachers could behave like SS officers um, yeah, with impunity. Yeah. 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 Good luck. Good yeah, luck. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, I mean, the thing is, and, 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 and the reason I said retrospectively thought of, of as infamous was that, that, of course, all the games we watched at the time, not, I mean, perhaps not to that degree because Chelsea and Leeds had a particular antipathy but yes. you, you know there were there were many acts of grievous bodily harm in, in that game the time yeah. anyway. even, but even by the, the rougher yeah. standards of the day I mean you knew once the game began you knew that this was going to be a more incredibly brutal and gladiatorial contest and, and to use the cliche the ref lost control right at the beginning. I think it was his last game. I think he was retiring and it was his last game. And I think if it was now, someone would have been sent off in the first yeah. 10 minutes. D- did, yeah. he re- did he ref both games? Sorry, Andy, I didn't... I think he did. Yeah. I think he did, yes. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. I think it was it, the same referee. Was and it I think Eric that... Jennings? 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I, and think, I think he, that, and it was quite a long time after the after yeah, the was, cup final. It, it was like it, eighteen days weeks. later, something. No, yeah, it was, yeah. It was two and a half weeks, and, um, and so plenty of time for resentments to fester. And well, uh, I mean, they yeah. clearly had a thing, didn't they? Chelsea and Leeds between the, those two groups of players. I mean, well, it was laden with the whole uh, you know uncompromising Northerners against fancy Dan Southerners yeah. thing, which actually meant something in those days because the players were from those areas, you know. Yeah, yeah, but a bit like the Middle East, there had been a history that led up to <laughs> it began in the it began in the mid sixties when um and you can find this on YouTube, uh, Chelsea Leeds, both of them were doing quite well early on in the season in the league. Uh, John Hollins broke um I think it was Johnny Giles's leg. Uh-huh. It might have been Bobby Collins. And it was it was one of those challenges he 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 committed too early and um you know, it was days before subs, of course, and there was ill feeling from that. Then there was ill feeling from the semi-final in 1967 when right. Peter Lorimer equalised in injury time with a, a marvellous shot from, like, 30 yards. Um, but it was from a free kick, and the referee said he wasn't ready. And Leeds saw that really? as a kind of southern conspiracy because right. Chelsea. Oh, so it was disallowed. And, yeah. And, yeah, and then and then and, you you of course lost to Tottenham in the final two one, didn't you? Yeah, Jimmy yeah. And, and, and Frank Saul, right. I think it was Frank Saul. Yeah. yeah, and then um, there were a couple of rough games after that, and then sixty nine seventy in around sort of October November we played them in the League Cup at Stamford Bridge, and that was a very violent game. So it was kind of bubbling away, you know, mm. and then, and then of course they did outplay us for most of the game at Wembley, but we kind of hung on in there, um, and then yeah, and then in the final they Chelsea swapped Eddie Gray had sort of tortured David Webb at Wembley, but they swapped David Webb with Ronnie Harris, and Ronnie Harris went to fullback, <laughs> and and he sort of. Um, well, I suppose the polite word would be he neutralised. Did he not? He lived, he lived up to his nickname. <laughs> did he do his job? That's what he did. He did his job. <laughs> yeah. Mike Pedrick always uses the phrase uh, about which we'll hopefully talk about another time, but uses the phrase in the 1972 uh, uh, League Cup final with Stoke where, where he committed a number of... Well, you know, pretty tasty fouls. And, and, and yeah. if ever asked, he he was a man of few words anyway, but his phrase was always, they shall not pass. Oh, right. <laughs> 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 My favourite thing from the uh, 1970 replay was because uh, Osgood had uh, scored Chelsea's first goal didn't he, with a diving yes. header, completely sort of unmarked. And the, the story was that Jack Charlton had gone looking for Ian Hutchinson for, oh, maybe, uh, to, yeah. to revenge himself on for some earlier yeah. incident. Mean, <laughs> even in amongst all the brutality, there were still some remarkable footballing moments, you know. Yeah. And, um, I mean, the Leeds goal, I think, was looked good, but that was mostly because the Chelsea players were still very angry about Bonetti getting cropped by Mick Jones. So they, they were throwing themselves at players and getting yeah, beat. Yeah. But it looked good, the goal. But the um, the Oscar goal was a remarkable goal, mainly because of what Cook did, the way Cook uh, created the space for him. But... It was a classic thing. My brother was in the middle of the sentence saying, 
Osgood's a lazy fucker. He's done. <laughs> he's done. Fuck off! You know, because it was a great, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. great, great header. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, yeah, amidst all the notoriety, it's the game has famously been uh, re-refereed in, I think, 97 by David Ellery of uh, fond-ish yes. memory. Of Harrow fame, isn't he? Of Harrow yes. fame, that's right, yeah. yeah. And uh, who said he would have sent uh, seven red cards or something. And, and yeah. then it's been it's been uh, re-refereed uh, for another anniversary, the 50th anniversary, I think, right. um, uh, where the allegation was that, you know, 15 players would have been sent off. and. Well, Three of them yeah. twice. Yeah. My my favorite my favorite favorite moment of all the of all the madness is there's a moment where Leeds are attacking in the um uh in the first half and the ball is bouncing around and Billy Bremner is on the edge of the Chelsea penalty area and Eddie McCready decides as he often did for no real reason that he would clear the ball with a spectacular sort of bicycle kick but the ball is about chest high so he launches himself at it misses and and lich almost decapitates billy bremner <laughs> billy bremner drops like ref gives nothing waves play on <laughs> bremner drops to the ground and looks sort of dead and eddie mccready who is his teammate in the scotland team stops and bends over him and sort of said oh my god billy are you okay meanwhile chelsea have pushed out to play them but of course, McCready is playing everybody on side yeah. because he is. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.